is it anyway? The podcast where I, your host, Hannah Kirchhank, gets drunk. Uh, that's not that's not the thing. I've had one drink and I forgot what the thing was. To be fair, I didn't really think it through and I kind of just winged it the first time. It is now about quarter past twelve on a Monday and that means it's time to drink more celebrity wine. We're back this episode with, um, this is your ASMR section, to Miraval, which is Brad and Angie's rosy. Um, oh, <laughs> almost... Not that over the open spoon. In fact, you know what? Maybe I'll remove the open wine. Okay, this is another one that I'm using a corkscrew with because it's very fancy. It's got one of those um, wrappers around it that I don't know how to undo other than to just like stab it. Oh fuck, no, the cork's stuck. Okay, okay, one, one moment. This happens all the time, right? This is why BuzzFeed has life hacks. Hey, that's a wine. <gasps> Ooh, it looks so fancy. The Marival is like near clear. It in fact looks like um, perfume. In fact, you know, it looks orange rather than pink. It has nothing on it that says there's anything to do with any celebrity. When I decided to do this podcast, I already had, I had bought Sophia Coppola Rosie, or my sister got me it for a birthday present. I went to Costco and thought to myself, I bet they have some celebrity wines here. Because like, that just seems right, doesn't it? I don't know why and I can't explain it, but Costco seems like the place that you'd be able to get celebrity wines. And I was looking and I believe I found the Ciroc first, because that's like obvious. Like, of course Costco has Ciroc. I'm sure I've seen that they've had Ciroc before. I was just looking at the wines and like praying, praying, praying that they had something. And I saw the Miraval and I couldn't even remember who, like which celebrity endorsed it, but I knew that Miraval was a celebrity wine and I bought it and I came home and I was like, it's Brad and Angie's. What, what a treat. There's cork in here. No, I thought it was bubbles. I genuinely thought that that was bubbles and it was lumps of cork. Fuck. Okay. It smells of nothing. I did say, I believe in the last episode, that I have a very poor sense of smell. I did also say that I like to think that I put the smell in smellier, which is not, how, one, not how you pronounce the word, but two, I don't mean because I can smell well, I mean because um, I'm smelly. Mmm. I don't know, I feel like every time I read wine things, they say like, you know, it'll taste of <laughs> anything in nature. So like it either tastes of like fruit or it tastes of flowers or it tastes of like trees or soil or something. This again kind of tastes like it smells, it kind of tastes of nothing. I feel like it's a very diluted nail polish remover. There's almost nothing and then there's like, mmm, something flowery maybe? I couldn't tell you what, but it doesn't taste like fruit. Maybe it tastes, you know, it tastes a little bit citrusy, but it tastes like flowers and I don't know which flowers. It really almost tastes like nothing and it's very dry. And I didn't think I really knew what those words meant, but drinking this, I'm like, this is dry. The Sophia was wet. Maybe it's all the cork. Maybe the cork is soaking up the liquid. Okay, so here are some notes. Ooh, stone fruit. Who knew wine made you need to burp so much? So it says, a beautifully pale pink colour with a nose of wild strawberry and stone fruit with delicate floral touches. I was right, there's floral. 
Um, stone fruit, interesting. So I'm thinking a peach, a plum. Don't know what else has stones in it. Nectarines, love a nectarine. This tastes nothing like nectarine. Okay, I agree with two things. It's beautifully pale pink um, and delicate floral touches. I agree with that. I don't know so much about any of the rest of it. It doesn't taste like a peach. It doesn't taste like... Also, what the fuck is a wild strawberry? Aren't they all wild? It says that there's tastes of like lavender and thyme, maybe. Um, what about parsley and sage? I just realized lavender isn't one of the ones in that song. See, I know it tastes like flowers. But I also know what lavender smells like and it doesn't taste like lavender. I'm already drunk and I kind of feel sick. I should have googled like, what do sommeliers eat so that they don't get rat arsed. When I was reading about Brad and Angie, they're endlessly fascinating because they are like true movie stars. Like they are both so extremely famous and now my neighbor decides to start drilling. Really? I know the dogs barked and then they stopped, but I don't know how the drilling's gonna go. I'm just gonna keep talking, I don't care. Oh, it's getting worse. I guess I'm just gonna have to be louder than the drilling. I realized when I started doing like research, which is generous for this podcast, that I have only seen Angelina Jolie in two movies. One, the film that won her uh, Best Supporting Actress at the Oscars, Girl Interrupted. I literally almost said Changeling because that's the other film I saw, but she won for Girl Interrupted. I loved Girl Interrupted. It also has Elizabeth Moss and Claire Duvall in it. Elizabeth Moss, I'm so conflicted. I've never seen any of the, um, fuck, what's it called? The Margaret Atwood show. The Handmaid's Tale, which I've not seen because I need to watch stuff that is happier than that or I will kill myself. But Elizabeth Moss played Peggy Olsen in Mad Men, who is... <laughs> genuinely thought for a second there and might start crying because I love Mad Men so much. Wow, the leaps and bounds we've come in since the Sofia Coppola episode where, you know what, if I was this drunk and I start talking about Sofia Coppola movies and how they meant to me, what they meant to me as a teenager, I would probably start crying. But right now we're talking about Elizabeth Moss. Um, I love Elizabeth Moss because one, Peggy Olsen, and two, because she, because <laughs> she was married to Fred Armisen, which I hate because I hate him. But she famously said that um, people say that Fred Armisen's, this is not an exact quote, but is what she said. She said that people say that Fred Armisen is really good at impressions. The best impression he ever did was of a normal person. He is apparently like very weird. Uh, and I don't just mean weird, I mean like shitty to women. Um, and I will believe any woman who says that a man is shitty to her. But she is a fucking Scientologist and she's never publicly condemned the church, which I find a real issue because until Lady Gaga publicly apologised and said that what R. Kelly did is wrong and that she now acknowledges that and that she shouldn't have worked with them and the things that she said were extremely like um, problematic but also like that she was trying to get a reaction out of people and she was trying to be like aggressive. That was really important for me for Lady Gaga to say I literally cannot start talking about A Star Is Born on this podcast. If I start talking about A Star Is Born we're not going to talk about anything else. But anyway, it meant a lot to me that Lady Gaga finally, fucking finally apologised for R. Kelly. Because when I saw her in concert, 
I left the room when she performed Do What You Want. And this was like, I was probably like 17 or 18. So this is like five years ago. And I knew then the rumors about R. Kelly. And you know what? It's the same thing with Louise K. You didn't have to be a media person in New York or a comedian in LA or, or whatever to know about it. Like I was this dumb bitch in Scotland and I had heard these rumors. And I knew that Lady Gaga doing that song with R. Kelly was wrong. I knew that her doing any song with R. Kelly was wrong. And that that song particularly was like, disgusting. I'm meant to be talking about Angelina Jolie, dear God. But anyway, it was really important that she finally apologized and said that that was wrong because especially since she's in like the award season for A Star Is Born, like she needed to say that because all I want to do is celebrate her and her acting career and her singing career and A Star Is Born and I couldn't fully do that until she'd like made amends for the whole R. Kelly thing. Anyway, Elizabeth Moss has never, like, condemned the church and doesn't worry about Shelley Miscavige, who I think is dead. When I got the Sophia Coppola went from Gelson's, it's a five minute walk away from the Scientology Centre, where the first night we were in LA, I climbed on the uh, sign so I could get photos of me with the sign. And then a guy, there's like a guy whose job it is to like walk around and make sure people aren't like you know, trying to sneak in or whatever, which is weird because they want people to go in. It's open to like 10 p.m. at night for people to come in, but they don't want people like, you know, fucking with them because obviously they're like extremely suspicious people. This guy, I was like climbing on the sign and taking photos and then 10 minutes later we were across the road at Franklin, at UCB Franklin, and um, we could see a guy like in the bushes with a torch. Anyway, by the last week in LA, that guy gave me a fist bump, so... This has been a deter. Unless you've been dead or like just born, which I guess is the same thing. Brad Pitt used to be married to Jennifer Aniston and then he did the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith and very shortly Brad Pitt divorced Jennifer Aniston and was with Angelina Jolie and they had children together. I was, so that was 2006. I was 10. So (laughs) people wearing Team Ange and Team Jen t-shirts to me is like formative. I think people wanted so badly for like Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt who are these two like beautiful talented funny people to have children and there was something where like every like people just assume women want children so badly they're like why wouldn't you have Brad Pitt's child? There must be something wrong with you. So when he did have children with Angelina Jolie it was like yeah that makes sense or something and there must be something wrong with Jennifer Aniston or she she must be so sad that she wasn't able to like have that um, which is like just pretty disgusting and people should stay out of people's business. I've never seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Brad Pitt's Thanksgiving episode of Friends is like the funniest episode to me because I oh I mean, it's sad because it means I love SNL, but I love a really big celebrity like making fun of themselves or making a fool of themselves. Also like really horrific episode because it's literally transphobic. Friends is a show that I started rewatching recently just like with dinner because I'd be like, you know, you have to watch TV with dinner and what you don't watch is the easiest thing to watch. The more I watched recently, the more, and people have been saying this on like Twitter and Buzzfeed, whatever, that like so many of the jokes are fat jokes. They're jokes about men acting like women. And I also would like to take this platform for one moment to say that Jennifer Aniston is like, I think like genuinely as a comedic actress is incredibly underrated. I love Rachel Green. Anyway, so Angelina and Brad get together and together they get a three year lease for Chateau Merival. They've been making this rosé. You know what, I have to pee. I'm gonna pee. I'm back, I've still got a little bit of Merival. I'm trying my absolute best. So, 
I think I got off on a little bit of a rant there. I've realised when I was being that I have seen more than just Changeling and Girl Intruder. I have also seen The Bone Collector, which is also a great name for a dog. There's also um, <laughs> one of Angelina Jolie's credits is as Lara Croft, but in a corn music video. I have like one good glug left of Miraval. I just had one there. I swear to God. It tastes like nothing. Maybe an aftertaste of hay. I don't like it. Angelina Jolie also in her prior relationships was like very um, famous for them. So I didn't know, I don't think until I did the notes, that she used to be married to Johnny Lee Miller. It says in their Wikipedia that she got married in black rubber pants, which means trousers, and a white top, which she'd written in her own blood, his name. I desperately want to know if she wrote Johnny or Johnny Lee Miller because that makes a massive difference to how much blood was used. I want to know how she got the blood. You will remember, I'm positive, because if you're listening to this you're someone like me who used to watch like MTV and VH1 shows about celebrity people and I feel like this was a staple that they would mention that Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton wore vials of each other's blood around their necks. She met Billy Bob Thornton on the set of Pushing Tin, and he was engaged to Laura Dern at the time. There's a minor planet named after Brad Pitt. It's called Brad Pitt. Uh, I'm gonna have one more of the Miraval because I just really want to prove to myself that like it tastes of nothing. As interesting as those two people are, both in their personal relationships and their professional lives, um, this wine is extremely lacklustre. I've talked about it, well I've not talked about it, I've talked about other shit for a good like 45 minutes. This wine is so bland. They actually married also at Chateau Merival, um, two years later divorced however, but the important thing is they've apparently both said that, uh, so People, People magazine reported, quote, despite their split, Pitt and Julie remain committed to their winemaking. So, uh, it's a shame that they're broken up, I suppose. Uh, cheers to Mia Farrow, a woman who her and her children, I hope, one day destroy Woody Allen.